Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish, a collection of Michael's favorite interviews with authors from the last 30 years through today, on the air, on radio. What sets my book club apart is that I actually read the books. Book Club is now in session. She was the nation's 64th Secretary of State. She was also our UN ambassador. Madeline Albright has a brand new book out. It is called Fascism. A warning. Madam Secretary, thank you so much for being here on the POTUS channel. Hi, how are you, Michael? Very glad to be with you. Hey, I enjoyed the book, and I have this question among many. To be a fascist has such a negative connotation to us all. You write about so many fascists historically, from Mussolini and Hitler and Stalin, Slobodan Milosevic, Hugo Chavez, Recep Erdogan, Putin... How do they themselves, to the extent you know, feel about the label? Would Hitler have been proud if today we'd be referring to him as a fascist? Uh, I imagine he would. Uh, I think he liked the title Nazi better, but I have no way of knowing. What he really liked was dominating people and killing those he didn't like. So uh, nobody is like Hitler. How about Putin? Do you think that Putin would, would wear it proudly on his sleeve? No, I don't think so. I think Putin sees himself as a leader of the people responding to the people, but he's also uh, in denial in so many ways because he wants to see the world from his own perspective. So 
No, I don't think people actually would like to be called fascist. I was surprised at the end of the book to read that you say you'd have written it anyway, meaning despite the 2016 outcome. Yes, I would have, because um, as you know from having now read the book, is that there's certain aspects of um, divisions in society, uh, hyper-nationalism, uh, a, a not a respect for various institutions that I saw anyway that uh, kind of made me unhappy about the America that I was so proud to have uh, been taken in as a refugee. So I really was troubled by uh, some of the signs. And then, of course, some of the signs more recently are, in fact, more specific to the, the kind of small steps that I point out in the book. But a great deal of the subject matter does seem with an eye toward President Trump, and so too the recent editorial that you wrote, the essay that you wrote for the New York Times. Well, I, I do think that, first of all, let me make absolutely clear, I am not calling President Trump a fascist. I do think, however, he is uh, undemocratic. I've said kind of of uh, all modern-day presidents, American, and, and that there are certain aspects that disturb me in terms of this uh, identifying with one group and then not caring about the rights of the others, kind of a us versus them, um, a, a real attack on the press, because I think for democracy to really function, uh, press is absolutely essential, a kind of uh, a derogation in so many ways of our um, uh, institutions. So, yes, I think that there are certain aspects that now are clearer than uh, when I started writing the book. Madam Secretary, in the book, you distinguish between fascism and totalitarianism, a dictatorship, despotism, tyranny, autocracy. Give me a lay definition of how you use the word. Well, it's uh, it's not easy to define, frankly, but I think basically it is this idea of identifying with one particular group, not respecting the rights of others and being willing to use any uh, method to acquire power, including violence a bully with an army. Uh, that's the simplest definition. But I also think there are other parts in terms of uh, not wanting to hear different views, not listening to others. Uh, also, uh, huge propaganda rallies, which in some extent uh, kind of uh, excite people and get violence. And so various aspects. Um, and I do think there's a difference between an authoritarian dictator and a fascist and part of it, and this is, I think, what fascinated me and also drove me to keep writing, is that it is not just a movement from the top, an autocrat who decides to run a country. It does, in fact, uh, respond to some sense from the people uh, in terms of disquiet with what's going on, either being unemployed or disrespected. And so that from the bottom and the top part is something that really does distinguish fascism. But the additional part is the fascist, in fact, exacerbates those differences even more than they might be um, evident normally. You make an observation in the book that I hadn't thought of previously, which is that fascism is not tethered to a particular ideology. No, it's not. I mean, it is a method of operating. And, and I think to some extent, um, for instance, that's why I look at Putin uh, as a former communist. Um, or uh, Hugo Chavez and now Maduro uh, that had different 
kind of uh, views more leftist than right. So I think it does not identify with an ideology. It is a method for controlling people uh, for an end that is usually very um, evil in terms of uh, finding a scapegoat and then getting rid of those people in some form or another. Something else I didn't realize, and I, I wonder if you can shed some historical light. You write that fascism came into being in the early 20th century. Why weren't the seeds sown sooner than that? Well, I think that partially, I mean, obviously in the 19th century, there were certain uprisings that we saw in Europe in 1848, a number of different uprisings. I think the thing that happened in the 20th century was, in fact, uh, frankly, new forms of spreading information, propaganda, the possibility of getting out there and using the radio um, in a way to mobilize people. And also because I do think that World War I played a very large role in this in terms of breaking up the empires and creating nation states that, to some extent, became so nationalistic that they didn't like their neighbors. And so some of it are the results of World War I, which, by the way, this is the 100th anniversary of it, which is kind of ironic that we're having this discussion now. Has it always been the case that the predecessor of a fascist, as you say, fell short on the job? Uh, I think that... Uh, they're really part of the issue here is that the institutions, by the way, seriously, there are always some problems in society. There's no question. Divisions, uh, a number of uh, inequalities of a variety of kinds. But I do think that the thing that exacerbates it is to make sure that those divisions exist even more and that you end up hating the other people and you disrespect them and you don't want to listen to them. And so I think that is part of how uh, it proceeds. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. 
If you're like me, it's now the end of the day and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Here's a short quote from your book, Fascism, A Warning. Flying home, I typed up my impressions. Putin is small and pale, so cold as to be almost reptilian. He was in East Germany when the Berlin Wall fell and says he understands why it had to happen. A position built on walls and dividers couldn't last, but he expected something to rise in its place and nothing was proposed. The Soviets simply dropped everything and went away. He argued that a lot of problems could have been avoided had they not made such a hasty exit. Putin is embarrassed by what happened to his country and determined to restore its greatness. Take me in the room when you met him for the first time. What most surprised you? But it was really weird, frankly, because it was at a meeting of APEC in New Zealand, and he was still kind of he was caretaker president, and he so wanted to have people pay attention to him and to be liked, frankly. That was what's so interesting, this ingratiating aspect. However, the next time I saw him was when we, I was in Moscow getting ready for the summit that we were having in the summer of 2000, and by then... Uh, it was very evident that he was very smart. Uh, he did the meetings without any notes. He took notes. He responded to questions, and he was very clear about the fact that he wanted to be a strong and powerful leader. But still, there was, not, there was no warmth. Uh, he was a very tough leader. You think he got everything he was looking for relative to the 2016 cycle, meaning the meddling? Yes, I do. And it's worse than that, because what he's managed to do, and this is the part that that is so dangerous, he has used various aspects of democracy uh, in order to turn um, it against us in terms of the freedom, the press, and he has militarized information. And what he has been trying to do is undermine, first of all, uh, what's been going on in Central and Eastern Europe, and those were the countries where, in fact, communism had ruled for more than 50 years, and there were dissatisfied people. And he also has, in fact, uh, done things in the United States. I believe everything that I've read in terms of the actions of undermining the election and then doing something else, which uh, is creating divisions even more by supporting both sides of uh, a rally. 
um, and creating more problems. So I think what he's trying to do is undermine our democracy, but also separate us from our allies in Europe and undermining their democracies, which is why I'm so surprised that we have not pushed back much more in terms of making sure that he doesn't do it again or doesn't continue doing it, and that the president has not given directions to the various establishments in our government, the various intelligence communities, to really push against it. We know how to, how to push against those who are trying to terrorize us. I, I will just say it's so sad to me that people view it in partisan terms because the more that I've read in, the more that I've come to understand that Putin's goal was to pit American against American, not necessarily red state against blue state. I so agree with you. This is not partisan. This is definitely just for us to hate each other and, and to, um, I mean, the Charlottesville rally is, is one of the best examples of it. And just generally to make sure that there's mayhem and that we can always blame the other people. Okay, final question. You have inspired the poll question of the day at my website, smirconish.com, but now you have to be the first one to answer the question. I want to ask you that which you ask your Georgetown graduate students, which is this. Can a fascist movement establish a significant foothold in the United States? What does Se- Madam Secretary Madeleine Albright say? Well, I think that somewhat the answer that my students gave and that I gave to them at the time was it's because we think it can't be that we have to recognize these small steps and push back. And I do think that, I frankly, I, I would find it stunning if fascism came to the United States. But the reason that I wrote the book was to make clear that we cannot normalize what's going on now and not have happened what Mussolini, he had this incredible quote, which I think describes so much of this. He said that if you pluck a chicken one feather at the time, people won't notice it. And so I wanted to uh, point up that some of the feathers are being plucked, and we don't want to have a chicken with no feathers. Hey, nicely done. Please come back. Thank you so much for asking me. That's Madeline Albright. The book is called Fascism, A Warning. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the Sirius XM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.